Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. Can you tell us why you've put forward the vote of no confidence now in the week before the doll breaks up, please? Well, because, um, Alan, very simply, we are two years now into this government's um, administration. Far from things improving, uh, it is fair to say that things have gone uh, from bad to worse, particularly in the areas of housing, uh, in the area of healthcare. And the government, um, while it was ramming through a very, very flawed scheme uh, in terms of MICA and Pyrite and the families in Donegal and Mayo and Cairn across the western, uh, the west of the country affected, um, they lost their dull majority, as your, your listeners might know. So it's, it's our job as opposition to hold the government to account, um, of, of course, to be constructive, to bring forward proposals, which we do day in, day out, week in, week out. But it's also uh, our job to call them out when they are clearly failing the people that we all serve. So this is a moment now, I think, of, of clarity, uh, a, a moment in which uh, we remind the government of their failures. But more importantly, we advance the case for a new government um, and for a new chance to deliver and deliver well for the people that we serve. The government have described your move as pageantry. I heard it from our political correspondent this morning on our South East Radio News. Some have even described it once again as political opportunism. What's your reaction to those comments? I mean, what's your direct reaction to the government's description of your move as pageantry? Well, I think that's nonsense. And I, I think the government would be would do better to actually have a little moment of self-reflection. I think they would do better at times to listen with a little bit of humility when not just uh, members of the opposition, but the broad general public tell them that the approaches they're taking in housing and health and, and elsewhere simply are not working, are not working. And at a time, Alan, as you well know, uh, with uh, inflation now higher than it's been in decades, with the cost of living crisis, Families, workers, communities are under real pressure. So um, I, I don't think a smart Alec response like that from the government is satisfactory at all. Uh, we take our role as public representatives um, and as leaders of the opposition very, very seriously. And it is our job, uh, without fear or favour, to represent people and to represent um, them very, very strongly in the doll, and that's what what we do. You're, you're basing the, the vote of no confidence, I think, on two key issues, and correct me if I'm wrong. One is the rising cost of living and the housing yes. crisis. Uh, people will yes. say we've come through a pandemic, we're now dealing with the Ukrainian crisis, and as a result, no matter who's in power, they're going to find it very difficult to tackle this. So can you, can you outline why uh, the basis of this vote of no confidence, and have I got it right in those two key areas? Yeah, well, you have. The, those two key areas are, are cited specifically in, in the motion. On, on the cost of living, of course, this is difficult. I mean, nobody claims that, it, that, that, that it's anything but difficult. And by the way, we have said publicly and we've said to government time and, and again, we absolutely accept that no government could magic th- this inflationary uh, crisis away. Uh, but the government can do more. That's the point. So let me give you a specific example. My colleague, uh, Donoko O'Leary, he's elected uh, in Cork. He's our education spokesperson, put together a very sensible package of proposals 
to assist families in getting children back to school in September. Remember, the government until very recently was saying they couldn't do anything, that people would have to wait until October and so on, which was a completely, completely ludicrous uh, notion when people are under so much pressure. So we managed, the good news uh, with Dunica's proposals is we managed to get the, the government to move somewhat in that they increased the level of the back-to-school allowance. That's good. Uh, but, they, but what they failed to do was to extend payment of that. And as a consequence, thousands, tens of thousands of families um, who would be termed middle-income families, but who are really struggling, will not get a red cent to assist them with the books and the uniforms and the sports gear, all of the stuff that you need to get uh, children back to school. So for me, the, the government, again, in that specific instance, goes half the way to address the problem, but doesn't seem to have the initiative or the sense of priority or urgency to go the full way. Um, and been, that's been the case in dealing with cost of living issues from the get-go. We had to argue the bit with government for over a year before they made any move in terms of VAT and excise on fuel. Um, and uh, that, to me, is unacceptable. On the issue of housing, I think the facts speak for themselves, Alan, despite being told after the 2020 election that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael got it, that they understood that housing was the priority. As we're speaking this morning, we have record house prices, record runaway rents, um, and we've got record homelessness figures across uh, families, singles and children. The, the government's housing policy is not working. And, and the facts out on the ground all across the, the southeast, all across uh, the state, bear that out. Now, I've got a couple of comments from Morning Mix listeners because I, I signposted you were coming on with me this morning. Vera sure. says, if, if your motion goes through and you eventually get into power, where exactly will you get the money to make the country okay, housing, health, etc.? Vera believes you never answered those questions directly and that empty vessels make most noise. So have you a message for Vera this morning? What's your response to her question? Well, well uh, hello, uh, Vera. And uh, the, the issue here isn't resources. In fact... The, the government has had a bumper year in terms of tax revenues. In fact, the, the income of the state, the, the tax revenue, is £5 billion or more ahead of what was predicted or projected on Budget Day. And that's not just Sinn Féin saying that we have the scope to act, the ESRI, the central bank. Um, I'm sure Vera wouldn't describe any of those institutions as empty vessels making any kind of noise, they too share the view that there is what they call heads, they call headspace um, to have the interventions. And listen, um, there's no magic money tree anywhere. Taxes, people go out and work hard and they pay their taxes. The state raises its revenues. The state also borrows on the international markets and the NTMA, an outfit called the NTMA, ensures that the state is, is fully funded and they do a very good job, Alan. And then the, the job of government is to decide how and where to spend and to invest the money. And that is why you have to have the policy platform right, right because if you don't, yeah. you could throw good money after bad and still not have the outcome and the results that, 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 that you need. And that is very largely what we see with this current government. Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael have not changed. They have not innovated. 
they're still pursuing the same policies, expecting a different a different outcome, and that is. The, the definition of, of failed politics. The other question I'd like to raise with you comes from Peter. He says, if you vote Sinn Féin, be prepared to be taxed into the Stone Age. And that is a genuine fear, particularly from very successful people in entrepreneurs, etc. They actually fear a Sinn Féin government that they'll be taxed to the hilt. So if you are a progressive businessman or woman this morning listening to us, uh, can you allay their fears? Well, certainly um, there's no question of anybody being taxed into the Stone Age. There, there will be a requirement and is a requirement in any civilised, prosperous and progressive society for people to pay their fair share of tax. I think we can all accept that. Uh, I also think that there is a very strong case for Irish business, for small and medium uh, enterprise, for micro business, actually to bump up the level of support for those business uh, in terms of their development, accessing new markets, accessing research and and development so we would uh, propose a very progressive agenda to encourage entrepreneurship and to support businesses because they are the backbone of the Irish economy foreign direct investment alan is a very very important building block in, in the Irish economic story yeah. but the majority of jobs actually in the Irish economy are in small and, and medium sized enterprises so a Sinn Féin government would be very anxious and very proactive to actually support business um, and we will only raise tax in a way that is equitable and, and, and fair and if you are lucky enough, um, fortunate enough, have worked hard enough to be very, very wealthy, well then you will pay a little bit more but it's not going to break your bank, it's not going to break your back, it's certainly not going to cause you uh, any excessive hardship. It will simply recognise the the reality in any society that people with the broadest shoulders, with the deeper pockets, pay a little bit more. But way, by way of return, Alan, then a, a good government has to ensure that people get the services, the supports, the quality of living and standard of living that you would expect for your taxes. People have to see bang for their book. I'm a, I'm a great believer in that. But I want to localise it. The people of Wexford often feel forgotten, put to the bottom of the list when it comes to budgets, especially in health, as we've seen recently with the debacle regarding our promised MRI scanner uh, and also our, 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 our new bed unit. We seem to be very much on the back burner with this. Uh, can you promise me here today that the people of Wexford will not be pushed aside for other counties and we will be seen and heard more than we have over the past few years if Sinn Féin were to get into government? Yes, well, even even uh, as we speak, Alan, w- whether we're in government or not, let me assure you that my colleague, uh, Johnny Maiden, um, always has to shout in for Wexford. And I, I can assure you that uh, we wouldn't get, get away with pushing Wexford uh, aside uh, for one moment, nor should we. There's a big lift to be made to get the uh, health services up to scratch to make uh, the health services a good place to work. And for the people of Wexford, to ensure that you can access care in a timely fashion. You shouldn't be waiting at years on end in, in some cases to get right. very necess- very much needed um, uh, health service. I just want to ask you about the numbers in the vote, but before I do that, I'm going to take you back to a different time, a different period, a different group of politicians. James Riley was uh, in opposition. He eventually became Minister for Health. And the Kenny was going for Taoiseach. I asked them directly, would they secure the services 24-7 care at Wexford General Hospital and a maternity section? They said yes. When they came into power, we went back with the tapes and we got it across the line. What I'm asking you directly, Mary Lou, is if Sinn Féin were in power, 
would they honour the commitment to the new bed unit in Wexford General Hospital and the MRI scanner? Could you give me that commitment? Yes, Wexford General Hospital needs that investment and the catchment area, we're, we're going to have um, census figures finalised soon. It'll, it'll show uh, very much population growth, which is good news, but our services need to catch up and, and no county no population, including Wexford, should uh, have to tolerate okay. substandard services. And nobody should have to work in services that are not properly resourced. So you have that commitment from me, absolutely. The vote is to be taking place this evening. It looks like you don't have the numbers. It, there is still time. Can you get the numbers to get this across the line? Or is this the first volley and there will be another volley fired in September? Is this the beginning of a, a strong challenge to the government? What's your gut feeling this evening? Well, look, I, I think some um, some independent members have not have not as of yet made their their position uh, clear. Um, I, I can uh, I, I'm heartened at the fact that the other political parties on the opposition benches have all confirmed that they will be supporting this motion. A number of independents similarly have confirmed uh, that. So for the others, I, I can only repeat what, I, what I've said in the course of the weekend. Everybody now needs to make a, a decision. Um, if you believe that this government is uh, succeeding, is successful and is delivering, um, that's, that's one thing. Uh, I, I, I would strongly contend that the evidence uh, is to the contrary and that we need a change of government. If, like us, you believe that change is now not just desirable but actually urgent um, then you, you will vote to support the Sinn Féin motion and of course yeah. we talk to and collaborate with colleagues across all of the benches on a on a day-to-day -day basis. We'd be encouraging people to support our motion but I also respect the fact then that people have to make their decision. We're all elected, we all have a mandate um, to serve the people and it, it's very clear to me that it is in the best interest of the people to get rid of this very, very poor government. 80% of the people who texted into the show last Friday said uh, the time was not right for change. What's your reaction to that? Well, look, um, I respect people's point uh, of view. Um, I, certainly that's not what I hear out on the ground. And I'm fortunately, Alan, um, I'm in a position now to get out and about. I've been in Carlo, I've been in Dundalk, I've been in many, many places in between and that's not what people are telling me it is of course summertime um, and some people would say july and the summertime is would not be uh, ideal for uh, an election because it's holiday season and people are uh, a, a little bit tuned out of, of politics but it's my strong view that the sooner we get rid of this government and and much more importantly the sooner we get and give the people an opportunity to vote in a government of change, the better, because there's a huge amount of work to be done and we need to get at it as soon as we possibly can. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.